to episode two of the EPL show. A new podcast on the Barnhart Sports Network. A series that is for the people, by the people. I am your host, Pete B., a.k.a. Chuck Rudolph, a.k.a. Bucky Chucky on DraftKings. And let me introduce you to my co-host, he is the Sultan of Showdown Soccer, the Prince of the Pitch, the former St. Gregory the Great, Pius XI, and UW Whitewater defensive back. He is Justin J-Bone Loncarek. What's happening, J-Bone? Hey, guys. Justin Loncarek here, J-Bone 22 on DraftKings. Another podcast. Here we are. Let's get it. Yeah. This is our, our second one here. We had the first one in the books. How do you feel about it? We had a little technical difficulties, but, you know, we're rookies. We're getting better. Absolutely. Got to start somewhere. Rookies, like you said, beginners. Honestly, I think it turned out great. I <laughs> Audio was a little bit spotty, but uh, overall, I'm happy about the performance, and uh, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, well, let's jump right into it. On this episode, we want to, uh, you know, kind of touch on some season-long future bets, some some stabs that can be thrown out there that we can watch all season long to root against, or root for, I should say, <laughs> root against other people. But, um, yeah, and then we're going to touch base on uh, – we're not going to talk about every single game this weekend – we don't want to, you know, really run your ear off. Uh, we just want to give you the goods. So let's just jump into it. Season-long futures to win the EPL uh, this season from top to bottom. To repeat, Manchester City minus 165 to go back-to-back and win the league this year. Following them, we have Liverpool at 5-1. to one. And then Chelsea five to one, Manchester United, aka the Red Devils, plus seven fifty. And then following that, we have Tottenham, Tottenham, not Tottenham. <laughs> that was a fun little <laughs> nugget that we heard from uh, from some of the listeners. You know, the one part that did get cut out at the beginning of our last show is the spot where I said that, you know what, I'm not an expert and I'm not the one that should be, you should be listening to per se about all the information. I'm going to pronounce a whole bunch of stuff wrong and it's going to be funny along the way. So that's why we got J bone here to correct me and give you all the necessary info you need. But we have Tottenham at Plus 5,000, 50 to 1. So huge drop off after those top four. Arsenal and Leicester, both 50 to 1 as well. J-Bone, of all those teams that I mentioned, who do you like? Who's overvalued? What's a good bet for the people? Yeah, absolutely. So we touched on it last podcast. Man City, you right off the bat said they've won three of the past four years. It's their fifth title overall. Minus 165, That's the odds are kind of short, but if history repeats itself, that's not terrible. That's honestly not bad at all. It could be worse. I mean, teams like uh, 
PSG teams like Bayern Munich, their their odds are way worse than minus 165. So if you like Man City, honestly, I don't think minus 165 is bad at all. However, there is some value to be found. I wouldn't go further than the top four. I absolutely think it's going to be one of those top four teams. Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. Let's see here. So Chelsea, five to one odds. They won Champions League last year. They just brought in Lukaku from transfer from Inter Milan. They they have all the makings of a great team this season. Um, yeah, crazy. Chelsea five to one, much better value than Man City minus one sixty five. The other team in the top four. Well, let's start there. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not high in Liverpool. I've never been a big Liverpool f- fan. Van Dijk is coming back, which is great for their defense, but they did lose some key pieces. The other top four team that I really like, Manchester United. We touched on last pad- podcast. They got Jadon Sancho. They got Rafael Varane. They've got some pieces this year. Now, De Gea, he's been a bit shaky last year. But I think with these new additions, uh, their defense will really be shored up and Bruno Fernandes will be there to to cross and get some goals. Okay, so of those top teams there, you mentioned Man City, the minus 165. Now, all again, all these uh, odds that we're going off of, this is on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you know, we definitely advise everyone listening to – you know, shop around any book that you have available to you. You should always shop around, see if you can find the best price uh, for the basis of the show to make it easy for us. We're just going to kind of go off DraftKings uh, odds that are posted as of today. So, you know, you're saying you like Man City minus 165. And if not that, Man United, the Red Devils, can they win the league this year? Plus 750, they got a lot of transfers coming in, some big names that we mentioned. Uh, you And then you mentioned Chelsea getting Lukaku. It's funny because as we were recording the last podcast, I recall getting an alert saying that they had just uh, made the transfer for him. So that's definitely a huge splash as well. Yeah, absolutely. Man United, definitely plus 750, best value. I'm even taking a quick look here. The top two to finish in the top two plus 200 on DK Sportsbook. That's not bad either. I would absolutely be on Man United finish in the top two. Um, let's see here. Now, I know that they struggled a bit with their defensive goals against. Let's see. So they finished fifth best last year in goals against. 44 goals against last season. If they can get that below 40, closer to 35-ish, I think they have a great chance this season. Okay. I love it. You know, I've always been a big Manchester United fan ever since the days of Senor Wayne Rooney. So, you know, I'm all for seeing the return to glory by the Red Devils. Uh, Let's move on to another futures bet. And we were talking a little bit last pod about how it was a good storyline uh, top goal scorer in the Premier League. As of right now, Harry Kane is, uh, I guess you would say, the, the favorite at 3-1. to one. 
We have Salah at four to one. Lukaku coming to Chelsea now becomes five to one. And then from there, it really drops off. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot bigger numbers Sterling 20 to one, Werner 20 to one. You touched on uh, Jesus there at 20 to one. Who, who do you like to be the top goal scorer this season? It's, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot bet as it is, isn't it? Absolutely. Crapshoot, that's the best way to explain it. Timo Werner, now that uh, Lukaku's in town for Chelsea, I'm not high on Timo Werner. Kerry Kane, he's been great recently. He's a goal scorer. But Son, he takes away from those opportunities. Now, Liverpool, there was that one year, a couple years back, few years back, that Salah and Mane tied for uh, the league lead in goals. Salah at four to one odds. Personally, I'd rather take Mane at twenty-two to one odds. Plus twenty-two hundred. Why not eighteen? That's eighteen hundred more. <laughs> I mean, why not take the extra value? Now, a couple names. I was scrolling down the list a little bit further. If you're looking for a couple darts to throw, so we touched on Gabriel Jesus. That Man City is going to need a goal scorer. They lost Aguero. They're going to look for a goal scorer, most likely in-house because they did sign Grealish for the $100 million. So I was looking here. Gabriel Jesus, 20-1. to 1. Riyad Mahrez. Sorry, I had to scroll down a little bit further. 80 to 1 odds to be the top goal scorer this year. 80 I think to that's one. insane. Now, when we talked last time, he was 50 to 1. So that number's gotten even bigger. It's interesting. Yeah. You got to think Lukaku being thrown in the mix now and being such a heavy, uh, I guess you would say, favorite. He is still 5 to 1, but of all the players listed, he's definitely one of the top three listed up there. Uh, you know, it shifts a lot of these guys further back. You still like Mahrez 80 to 1 now? Absolutely. Even better. 80 to 1, you're looking for a dart. Man City was the top goal scoring team last year. They're going to need goals, and Mars is absolutely a guy that can step in Phil Aguero's shoes. Now, another guy I do have my eyes on. We talked a little about, bit about this team last time, Austin Villa. His name is Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins, not the biggest name out there in EPL. Honestly, not the biggest name in European soccer altogether, but he, he's been scoring goals, and that's what you want. We're talking about the top goal scorer in the league. He's 28-1 to 1 odds, Aston Villa. Three, he scored three goals in his last four friendly matches. One of them he only played a half. I mean, he's scoring goals. He's going to be on a high-flying offense this year. I absolutely think Ollie Watkins – is worth a shot if you're looking for a long shot. I love it. I love taking darts. I mean, for something that, like I said, crapshoot, uh, you know, unless you're taking one of the top guys, that it's kind of a guarantee that they're going to score goals as long as they're playing, as long as they stay healthy. But you always got to love a big underdog. All right, so let's move on. Uh, 
I don't want to dive into this one, but there are player of the year odds out there. And I saw Jack Grealish was eight to one at the second most favorite there. Thought that was kind of funny. I would say that has a very small chance of happening. Don't you think? Hard pass. You guys can take it. That's uh, I won't. I won't. Okay. All right. So the last kind of future that we wanted to touch on here, uh, team to be relegated, sent back down, packing, get out of here, seeing the championship. Who do you think it's going to be? You, you had a couple of teams listed here, maybe a Norwich, maybe a Wolves. What do you got? Yeah. So there's, I mean, every year, it seems to be at least one of the teams that were recently promoted from the championship division. It's, it's tough for these teams with finances, with players being transferred to other squads, bigger teams. It's tough for these teams to keep, uh, keep a firm hold and firm grip in the EPL. With that said, two teams, Peaches named them, that I have my eye on. Norwich, they lost Emmanuel Buendia. He was a huge piece to their offense, took set pieces. They're minus 110 odds to be relegated. Last time they were in the Premier League a couple years ago, they were only there for one season, went right back to championship. Honestly, think that's the same scenario here. Now, another team, which actually odds just changed as we speak, Wolves, Wolverhampton, Five to one odds to be relegated. Now, Wolverhampton, they're normally a team that finishes mid-pack, mid-table. They're a defensive team. They normally don't score a ton of goals. That's great, but if you're giving up goals, you're going to lose a majority of your games. They lost Rui Patricio. They added Jose Sa. Goalkeeper's a scary position. It's a new position to the team in regards to a new phrase, fresh face. Five to one odds for Wolves to be relegated. I don't think it's terrible value, but absolutely. I'd 100% be on Norwich minus 110. I love it. I love it. Um, any other possible, any possible uh, teams to get relegated? And it throw, let's throw one more out there. What do you got? Mm, let's on the see spot here. here. <laughs> Let's see. Newcastle's been decent during their friendlies this year, preseason. I would not take the plus 250. Crystal Palace, actually. i not super high on Crystal Palace. They're plus 175. I absolutely love some of their players. Zaha, I mean, Eze, they're great players. They're fun to watch. I just I, – the plus 175 kind of is enticing to me. I, I, I actually like Brentford to stay in the EPL more than Crystal Palace this year. Wow, bold. That's a beautiful natural pivot as we, you know, kind of put, put the season-long futures to, to rest here and we move on to the 2021 season. Uh, first game, actually, this week that we're going to talk about is on Friday. And it, like we had mentioned, it's Brentford versus Arsenal at Brentford Community Stadium. The first ever appearance by Brentford in the Premier League, and they get to face Arsenal. I got the odds up here. 
Brentford is plus 330 to win the game. The draw, 270. And Arsenal is the slight favorite on the road at minus 115. We got an over-under of two and a half. Slight juice up on the over at minus 120. And then the goal line is favored with Arsenal, minus a half goal, juiced at minus 140. Again, this is all on DraftKings. Boner, why don't you break this game down? Give it to the people. Absolutely. So let's take a look here. So Brentford, I have set piece takers, Canos and Embuemo. Honestly, I might have butchered that name. I've absolutely watched the guy play. He's a great player, midfielder. We're going to butcher a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We're going to butcher names. Pete and I both don't always have the best pronunciation of these guys. So with that said, grill us, comment, we can take it. We'll, we'll laugh at it with you. So with that said, don't be afraid to grill us. So the set-piece takers, Canos and Buemo. Embuemo's a midfielder, Canos defender, both solid pieces, solid players for a newly promoted side. I truly think Brentford's going to surprise some people. These newly promoted teams, they're here to prove themselves. They're not here to waste time and just kick a ball around. They're, they're here to prove themselves. So absolutely have my eyes on Brentford players. Now, in the championship last year, I wrote it down here, they played 46 matches and only lost seven times. Seven times in 46 matches. That's impressive. pretty insane. <laughs> Absolutely. And their goal differential was a positive 37. Not great when you consider they only lost seven times. Now, they did draw, if I remember right, top of my head, I think 15 times. So the goal differential makes sense that they drew about 15 times, if I remember right. That uh, goal differential is only positive 37. But long story short, this team's good. Brentford's solid team. Now, on the other hand, Arsenal, they've, they've been struggling recently. Mikel Arteta, he's, he's a great manager. I love the guy, loved him as a player. But I don't know. The, the team's just struggling recently. I don't know if it's leadership. I don't hey, know if he's, it's – He's no Arsene Wenger. Let's say no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And they did get rid of David Luiz. A very surprising move. I actually think it was a beneficial move. He's been a liability in the defense recently. Um, but yeah, the Arsenal's been struggling recently, and last year proved it. Do now, we, do, real ahead, quick, do we know are there going to be fans in the stands for these games, especially early in the season here? I think limited capacity. Not 100%, but I'm pretty confident limited capacity. Okay. Because otherwise, I was going to say, you know, you got to know that the fans <laughs> of Brentford are going to be just rocking in the first ever game here. And <laughs> Arsenal seems like a team who could get the heebie-jeebies. And, you know, they've really yeah. been floundering, I would say, the last couple of seasons. They want to be finishing in that top four. They want to be threatening to win the league every single year. And they really yeah. haven't, they haven't been meeting expectations at all. Exactly. Now, they do have some young pieces. Saka, they have um, 
Maitland Niles, Gwenduzi's on loan, but uh, Saka and Maitland Niles, those are two guys that are great pieces to build around. I'm not sure why they don't play Maitland, Maitland Niles that much. He's a solid player. He's very, he can play many different positions. He can play defense, he can play wing, he can play center, holding mid. You know, he's very flexible in that regard. But uh, I'm very interested to see Saka's potential, Saka's growth throughout the year. Last year, he came on strong, and he even played in the Euros for England this past summer. So definitely, Arsenal, they've been struggling recently. I will be interested and keep my eye on them, see how they perform this year. One quick note, they did have some tough friendly matches. However, they did play most of their star players, Lacazette. Abamian, solid guys. Pepe was in there. They only scored one goal in their last 180 minutes of friendlies. Honestly, terrible performance. The reason it's a terrible performance is they were playing some backups, some backups in Tottenham, some backups on Chelsea. When you're playing your star players against backups, you want to score goals. And these are friendlies, so you should be trying new things. One goal in 180 minutes, two full matches, that's not not impressive. Yeah, I feel like I know where I'm going to be throwing a little bit of money on. I think I got to think there's a little bit of value on the Brentford side. Uh, you know, whether that be taking them to win straight up, that might be a little bit of a stretch. But, you know, throwing a little something on maybe both the draw and Brentford win, I always kind of like, you know, playing those – two sides if you can get at least you know plus 200 on both of them um you know you're covering two outcomes and it could potentially pay off do you have any uh bona fide picks on this game at all or is this something you're just going to kind of pass and stay away from yeah from a dfs side of things i'll absolutely be playing brentford like we said they're uh they're probably going to be lower owned most people will overlook them I will absolutely be rostering at least two or three of their players. Um, I'm going to stay away. I really don't trust Arsenal. I want to see what they're made of so far this year. Yeah, and I do want to add, like, it's kind of difficult for us to, to sit here and days out to, you know, give suggestions for specific players. Like, oh, that's a guy you have to have in your lineup because – guess what? We don't know what the lineup is until, you know, about an hour before game time. So definitely always uh, check in on J bones, Twitter, see if he he's got any good nuggets right before the game. He always come up with a lot of good stuff. So let's move forward then to Saturday morning, Manchester United gets to play at home in the first game at old Trafford against Leeds United. Man U is a minus 190 money line home favorite. Draw is plus 360. And Leeds United is a 5-1 to one underdog on the road here. Uh, total of 2.5 is juiced way up, minus 160 to the over. So a lot of people betting, expecting a lot of goals, especially from that Man U side. Uh, on the goal line, we got Man U at minus 1.5 is plus 135. Leeds United plus one and a half is minus two thirty-five. Jay Bone, give it to the people. Yeah, so interesting. Not the the odds. Of course, Man United is going to be favored, but I'm actually kind of surprised that it's uh, it's not higher than that. Minus one ninety. That's uh, 
that's not terrible. That's now Leeds United had a decent year. They played some of the top the top club stuff, but they I was looking. They haven't beat United since 2010. That's if I can do quick math. That's 11 years ago. That's not good. That's now they haven't time. played a bunch, but they they still have played. And 2010 is a long time ago. Um, the matches when they have played since then have either been absolute blowouts like six two four nil, or tight battles zero zero where much to nothing leads parts the bus and just plays counterattacking soccer. With that said, Leeds is in terrible form. They have lost four of their six friendlies. They drew the other two. Not great form for preseason. Of course, it's preseason. You don't want to put a ton of ton of thought on it, ton of uh ton of <laughs> oh god like gonna... just an emphasis you know it's yes. you can it only carries so much weight you know the preseason no matter what sport you're in actually like most teams just use the preseason just to get warmed up get ready you want your guys to be healthy uh I, what might be interesting to note is of the new players for man you you know who exactly will be in the lineup because they got a guy like Rashford. Isn't he out for a while? He's injured. Yeah, there's some missing pieces out there. Then there's, like you said, the additions. Veron, Sancho. I'll be interested to see if they give Greenwood and uh, Daniel James some run. He, they've been starting the friendlies for them, for Man U. Uh, Martial was up top in their friendlies. They even gave uh, Van Beek sometime which they did not give him any time last year so that was kind of surprising but yeah overall man U definitely i'm all over man U this game minus 190 is kind of high for my liking don't really like taking favorites that high but uh if you're looking for bane for your buck minus 190 absolutely the route to go set pieces they had set pieces they had luke shaw still on corners uh, Bruno Fernandez on free kicks. Shaw took a couple of them. Um, Leeds had Rafinha on set pieces. And what was the other guy's name? Even uh, Stuart Dallas took a couple corner kicks, which actually kind of surprised me. He's uh, I've never seen him take a corner kick before the friendlies this year. <laughs> Well, you know, you you mentioned for Man U being minus 190 uh, right off the bat. Uh, you know, at first glance, you would think that they'd be more so maybe like a minus 250 even favorite in this game. And you got to think they're a public team as the game gets closer. Now, we're, we're sitting here, we're recording this on a Thursday night. As this gets closer to Sunday morning, and, and word gets out that Man U is going to be starting some of those new guys, especially if it's a guy like Sancho. You got to think that Man U is going to creep up to like at least minus 225, 230, up, upwards to 250. So if you do like Man U right off the bat, you got that unwavering support for the Red Devils. You got to think the minus 190 is the play to go right now. Yeah, absolutely agree, Pete. Uh, they're playing at home too, Old Trafford. They're playing at home in front of their fans. It's it's hard to go against Man U at home. They've been putting up goals. 
you did touch on the over under the over two and a half being i think you said minus 160 that's a solid play as well Leeds put up goals they gave up a ton of goals last year they played a lot of high scoring matches i am all for man united in a high scoring affair maybe 3-1 3-2 over and man U. those would be my picks here so if if you were to like Man U to score upwards of two, three goals, something like that, you're definitely going to want to target their their players in DFS on, you know, that's going to be the Saturday morning game. That's not part of the main slate. So there is a showdown contest. You got to think Man U guys are going to be extremely popular in that. Absolutely. Bruno Fernandez probably be 100% owned. Luke Shaw will be about 75% owned. Just <laughs> kind of crazy numbers if you think about it. But, uh, I mean, they're solid players. They take set pieces. I have a love-hate relationship with Fernandez. Every time I play him, he seems to not do much of anything. Shaw takes all the set pieces. They won't have a penalty kick. He might have an assist, but won't hit value. And then when I don't play him, when I try to fade the chalk, Fernandez goes off every single time. If it's if it was Europa League last year, EPL last year, it was terrible. I had the worst luck with Fernandez. So with that said, if you see me on Fernandez, <laughs> probably don't play him. But if you see me not on Fernandez, absolutely put him in your lineup 100% right away. Perfect. All right, so the next game we want to touch on is part of the main slate on Saturday on uh, DraftKings. We got Leicester City playing Wolverhampton. Uh, that game's part of, like I said, part of that 9 a.m. Uh, main slate playing at King Power Stadium in Leicester. We got odds here. Leicester, home favorites, minus 145. Wolverhampton, a team it seems like we've been, you know, really expressing a negative sentiment throughout this podcast on. Plus 450 to open the season on the road. The draw is plus 275. We got over-under of two and a half with the juice on the under at minus 130. So expecting a, a lower scoring game thus far. Lester on the goal line is minus a half goal. Just way up at minus 175. So you got to think people are pounding that right now. Very interesting odds. Leicester City, they, uh, I'm sure some of you guys watched it. They just beat Man City in the FA Community Shield the other day. Wasn't a blowout, very tight battle, 1 0 win. Uh, they scored off a penalty kick. Leicester City, very impressive preseason. The minus 145, I'm all over that. Great odds for a favorite that's in great form. Now, what was surprising about the Man city Leicester City game match was the possession and the goal attempts, the shot attempts. Man City, normally, everyone knows this, Pep Guardiola, they dominate possession, they dominate goal-scoring opportunities, crosses, dangerous attacks. They only had 57% possession. Considering Leicester City normally plays a defensive style, they normally sit back and counterattack with Vardy up top. They, the 43% possession was actually very surprising to me, as well as 
the 10 goal scoring opportunities compared to Man City's 12. That's, I mean, that's not far off. That's two, two difference. Now, Man City did not have all their star players out there, but they had majority of them, and it was a game that mattered to both teams. It was a cup game. So with that said, absolutely love Leicester City. They, they showed out this preseason and the friendlies, the FA Cup, Community Shield earlier. Now, on the other side, I don't like Wolverhampton. I don't know if it's Jose Sa. I don't know if it's the team that they have. I love Adama Traore. I love Moutinho. They're missing Neto. So Neto, a huge piece that they're missing, Pedro Neto. If I remember right, his his kneecap, Patella, dislocated or he fractured it. But they're missing Neto. He'll be out for a while. Um, New keeper we talked about already, Jose Sa, Portuguese keeper. He's going to have a tough task. He's going to have his hands full. They're a defensive team. They play a defensive style, usually five defenders. I'll be interested to see how they do. They're, Wolverhampton's going to hope for a 0-0, 1-0 game where they may get a lucky break, lucky bounce. Not gonna, don't uh, jinx it, but VAR might be involved. But, uh, yeah, it's an uh, interesting slate. I love Leicester City in the game. They'll have tons of opportunities. One interesting note I did find, three of their last four head-to-head matches were 0-0 draws. I, I think that's kind of crazy. But like we said, Wolverhampton, they like to sit back. They like to park the bus, play counterattacking style. Kind of makes sense in that aspect. Yeah, one uh, instantly as you were just kind of breaking this down, I don't know if there's odds up for it yet. I was trying to pull it up quick, but... Uh, you know, one thing maybe to look for in this game, uh, maybe both teams to not score could be a possible option if you like the game as very low scoring. Um, I can't seem to find any odds for that, but they'll definitely be uh, that available prior to the game. I, I would I would think that that would be a good option as long as that's not like, you know, a minus 200 or something like that. Definitely. I am all for it. Let's see here. I am on DK Sportsbook. Let's just say Wolves. No goal scored. Under .5 plus 700. So 7 to 1 odds. <laughs> I mean, as boring as that sounds, it's worth it. I absolutely think it's worth it. Even the under 1.5 goals, that's plus 210. Not bad at all. Under 2.5 minus 130. I love that even more. Yeah, I just want to stress, uh, I think the way I said it was confusing, both teams to score and then no, meaning, you know, just Leicester could win 1-0. I feel like that seems like the most likely option here. Uh, That would be the one bet that Penalty Pete would be attacking in this spot. Okay, so let's move on. The next game is the Saturday primetime game. Uh, it is Norwich City in their return to the Premier League taking on Liverpool, the champions from a couple seasons ago, in Carroll Road, Norwich. You got to think the fans of Norwich are elated to be back in the Premier League. And guess what? You get to be plus 750 home underdogs in your return to the league against Liverpool, who are minus 320 on the road. 
The draw is plus 500. Uh, the closest uh, over-under I could find on this to be, you know, at around even juice was three and a half. And from that, the juice is minus 145 to the under. Over is plus 120. Uh, Liverpool minus one and a half on the goal line. Juice to minus 130 on the road. Uh, J-Bone, before a whole lot is said here, does Norwich stand much of a chance in this game? No, no, <laughs> honestly, just a uh, quick answer, long answer. No, I don't want to talk too much about this game. It's absolutely going to be a blowout. These teams did kick off the 2019, 2020 season. A couple years ago, it was a four, one Liverpool victory. Norwich scored an own goal in it. It was ugly. It was not, not a pretty performance. I mean, Liverpool looked great in that game. They the very impressive performance, but it's again it's Norwich, it's Norwich City. It's uh, not the best side in English soccer. With that said, Norwich has been struggling throughout their friendlies, their preseason lead up to EPL. They did lose the other day to Newcastle, three nothing defeat. Not very good. Newcastle's uh, mid table squad. That's an ugly yeah. performance. <laughs> it was not good. I was watching a little bit of it. It uh, They did not look impressive. With that said, they do have Timo Puki. He's a goal scorer. He may get a goal or two this game. It's a high-scoring affair. Pete said over under three and a half. I would look for the over. I'd look at Liverpool. I mean, I'm not going to play minus 325, even though that's easy, quick money. But Liverpool's on the road. Norwich keeper, DraftKings-wise, fantasy-wise, DraftKings FanDuel, I don't mind Norwich's keeper. Name is escaping me right this second, but he is absolutely going to be busy. He might have 10 save opportunities. Now, he might give up four or five goals, but if he makes those eight saves, those nine saves, potential is going to be high. His salary is going to be extremely low. Absolutely think it's worth a shot, Norwich keeper. On the Liverpool side of things, they do have Van Dyke coming back from injury. He's finally healthy from that torn ACL. Did play in some of the preseason lead-up games. Um, I mean, they're going to be firing on full cylinders. Trent Alexander-Arnold will be on set pieces. He loves looking for Van Dyke on corner kicks, crosses from free kicks. Don't be surprised if they score off one or two set pieces. But like we said, uh, Liverpool all day, every day of this match, high-scoring affair. Yeah, I actually just saw your note on this game saying, good luck, Norwich. So (laughs) ultimately, from a betting side, I mean, I guess you could throw like a Liverpool in a parlay or something like that. I'm not really a big parlay guy. I'm not parlay Pete. Um it seems like from a betting side, just a game probably to stay away from. Maybe target some of uh, the Liverpool players in DFS. Um, you did mention the goalkeeper with Norwich. I guess even if they do get a little lucky and it is a, a tight, close game, at the very least, like you said, he's going to have a ton of save opportunities. No matter what style that this game plays at, you got to think Liverpool's taking a ton of shots. Yeah, absolutely agree. I yeah can't agree more. Liverpool is going to have tons of opportunities. Now, one quick thing on Liverpool. 
I'll be very interested to see the formation. Now, normally they play a 4-3-3. I don't necessarily care about the 4-3-3 formation. More so, I want to see which three strikers, which three attacking players they have out there. They have been playing different variations of the lineup. Of course, they have Firmino, Mane, Salah, Jota, all solid players, but they normally only play three of those guys. There's four guys there. If one of them doesn't start, I assume the other player is going to get on at some point, maybe 60th, 70th minute. I would say the position up for grabs is the nine, the striker. Mane Salah, they're locked in. Absolutely going to play. Jota, Firmino, that's where it gets interesting to me. I personally prefer Jota. I think he's, I think he's a solid player. He's more... He's more goal scoring, more of a threat than Firmino. Firmino likes to likes to hold the ball up. He likes to play through balls to Salah, Mane. But yeah, I'll be very interested to see who's the nine is, who the striker is for Liverpool. All right, and that leads us to the very last game that we're going to kind of break down here. Uh, it's going to be one of the games on Sunday at ten thirty. So. It's- you got to think these are the, 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 the most high-profile matchup of the whole weekend. We have Tottenham taking on the defending champs, Manchester City, playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Tottenham starting the season, plus 45 home underdogs. Manchester City, the defending champs, once again, minus 165 on the road. The draw is plus 310. Over under of two and a half, slightly juiced to the over at minus 130. You can get the under at plus one and a half, or 105, sorry. And on the goal line, Manchester City, this made no sense at all. Heavily favored, minus a half goal is minus 200 but yet you could take them to win the game at minus 165. So if they're going to win, they're going to cover the half goal. Why wouldn't you just take, you know, the, the away money line versus, uh, you know, the, the goal line there. I, I don't get how they throw some of that junk out there. It doesn't make any sense. You can easily just get the better value. It's the same bet basically. So, you know, this profile, high profile game on Sunday here, why don't you break it down for the people? Yeah, it's kind of funny you highlighted the bet. I did see that as well. It kind of scares me, that bet. I I almost, when I see that type of stuff, when I see errors made, I almost think the odds makers, the sportsbook managers, they might know something. <laughs> they, well, they, they might know something. It, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The public may look at that and be like, oh, great value, minus 165, which it is. It's Man City. But then they're trying to lure you in just like those boosts they give you sometimes. But overall, enough of that said. Yeah, uh, half, half, half of those boosts, by the way, are just like losing bets that they're just suckering you in to try and take. And they're giving you a little bit more value when it's really just something you want to stay away from altogether. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree there. But that's a different story. Um, we'll touch base on that another time. Heavyweight showdown, Tottenham, Man City. I'm very curious where the Man City goals are going to come from. We talked about this the first podcast. We talked about a little bit earlier. Jesus is the – they lost to Guerrero. He's at uh, Barcelona. 
I'll be interested to see where the goals come from. I'm pretty confident De Bruyne is still out. Um, don't quote me on that. I'll have to double check my sources. I've, I've been looking at my phone too, too much today. But uh, De Bruyne is probably out. Gabriel Jesus is a striker. Grealish, Gundogan. Um, I'll be interested to see who their wingbacks are. Maybe Cancelo and Kyle Walker. They have Ruben Diaz, John Stones healthy in the middle. Um, but yeah, Mares, absolutely. We talked about him. 80 to 1 odds to be a top goal scorer this year. He is absolutely a dart throw. He is a great option. Um, I love Mares. He, he takes set pieces sometimes. He, I mean, he's much better, 80 to 1 odds, much better than 20 to 1 Gabriel Jesus. I mean, Gabriel Jesus will absolutely be. Poaching goals, he'll be sitting right in front of the keeper, waiting for rebound opportunities. But I'll take the 81 odds, 81 to 1, 80 to 1 odds. Let's try that a third time. <laughs> All day, any day. Um, on the other side of things, Tottenham's been great. They're in great form. They are undefeated in their preseason, three wins, two draws. The strange, the interesting part, They've been playing Deli Alley. Deli Alley, he did not give a ton of playing time last season. He was kind of an afterthought for most of the year. But he recently, he's been getting playing time. Throughout the preseason, he's been getting playing time. He's only 25 years old. He's a quality player. He's, a, he's an Englishman playing in England. Fans are going to love him. I just, I don't understand why they didn't play him more often in the past. He scored a sick bicycle kick last year. Um, I did have him as a captain on DraftKings that day, so I absolutely remember that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Deli Alley might, might be the difference maker here. I love Son. Kane, I like him. I mean, I love Son more than Kane just hey, because. You've always been a big Son guy. That's always been one of your guys, I feel like. Yeah, he's just so active. He, he, he can beat people off the dribble. He can cross the ball great. He can score goals. I just think he's a great piece with Kane there. Deli Alley getting minutes, even better addition. I absolutely wish they still had Christian Eriksen. He uh, that's been a few years now, a couple years now, but uh, Deli Alley might be able to fill that void, and uh, Tottenham might be uh, back in Champions League soccer this year. Now, if you're Harry Kane going into this matchup against a Manchester City team that you were highly rumored to be transferred to not that long ago for huge bucks. You know, what do you think his mindset is coming into a game like this? Is he trying to, you know, impress the the Tottenham fan base? Or is he actually trying to taunt the Man City fan base saying, hey, you know, I'm a guy. You want to pay me the money? Is, is Tottenham the one who is not willing to sell Kane, basically? That's what it seemed like from the articles I read. That uh, Tottenham, they... They wanted to hold on to their prize possession, Kane, their their English striker, their goal scorer. Pretty sure he set some EPL records last season for top goal scorers. But uh, yeah, it seemed like Tottenham was the reason that he did not Kane did, did not get moved. But like you said, Kane might be looking to prove himself. 
this is the perfect opportunity, perfect game against the team that he was rumored to be linked with to make an even bigger name for himself, to draw more value, more attention to his name. I truly don't mind Tottenham this weekend, Sunday, showdown it is. Man City, we said it before, they're missing Aguero. They're going to need goal scorers. They just lost to Leicester City. I'll be interested to see this game. I'll, I'll have all my eye, both my eyes on them. Uh, this match, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. Well, and you mentioned that De Bruyne is out and not playing, right? Uh, let me take a quick look here. Now that I think about it, I may have uh, may have been looking at my phone too much that uh, I over because he's obviously a difference maker on the field. He's a guy that that makes Man City go, sets up a lot of opportunities for other players, and you know, still a threat to put the ball in the net as well. Um, so it, just listening, yeah, just to- found it. So De Bruyne and uh, Foden, Phil Foden. I've always been a big Phil Foden fan. They're both out. They're both going to miss the start of the uh, EPL season. So Man- Manchester City coming into this game, um, you know, not I wouldn't say limping, but to fill the void by Aguero, uh, like you, we've we just keep hitting hitting it over and over. They're going to have to find a way to get goals. Um, facing a team like Tottenham. Tottenham with uh, you know Harry Kane on the team. You got to think maybe there is there some value on Tottenham plus four seventy five to win outright. Uh, you got to think maybe that's a tall task, but forcing the draw and scoring a point, uh, they're definitely looking to get some sort of result in this game. They want to start the season out on a high note. They're at home. You know this is their chance to you know, really make a statement against Man City team. Can they do it, though, is the question. I don't mind the play. Absolutely don't mind the play. They're, they've got some key pieces. We've mentioned them, Deli Alley, Son, Kane. I think the draw is worth a shot. If, the, if you want to do the plus, uh, plus .5 goal spread, I think that's worth a shot as well. Um, absolutely, I don't mind on them at all. Yeah, I think this is one of those kind of perfect games. I wouldn't necessarily advise other people to take this strategy. I'm not the expert, but I really do like playing that, playing the draw and playing the team to win the game, Um, especially in this case. Three to one on the draw, basically 4.75 to one to win the game. Um, If one of them loses, you're sitting at the draw. It's still getting two to one on your money. If if Tottenham found a way to win the game, you know, you're theoretically getting 3.75 to one on your money. So that alone, bigger payout than taking the plus a half at plus 120. You just have to be willing to lay down more than one bets to do that. Uh, again, not something I would necessarily, you know, suggest to other people to do because <laughs> once you know it, Man City could just come out, win two to one, win three, one, and you know, you lose both those bets. But you know, I play life a little bit more on the dangerous side. I love it. Absolutely love it. I uh, I might have to tell you in that aspect. <laughs> I wouldn't advise you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for the, for the last game on a Sunday, you know, depending on how you're doing as well um, on the weekend, might be a good opportunity if you're, if you're riding a little high 
you know, you don't have to risk a whole lot. Always bet responsibly, people. And, you know, don't don't ever get too crazy. All right. So then just to recap, all of this this weekend's action, we have the Brentford Arsenal game on Friday. We have the Man U leads early on Saturday morning. The main slate consists of five total games. Then we have Norwich City and Liverpool and the Saturday kind of primetime spot, an early game on Sunday morning, and then also that Tottenham Man City game at Sunday at 10.30 Central Time. Some games that we didn't touch on, like I said, you know, we can't sit here and break down every game. We'll be here two hours. We could talk forever about some of this stuff. But Chelsea does play at home against Crystal Palace. They're massive home favorites at minus 390. It's actually the, I believe, the biggest favorite on the weekend. Yeah, they're bigger than Liverpool at 320 as of right now. Uh, So that should be a blowout type game and then probably the nastiest game of the weekend Burnley and Brighton that's that's a coin flip right there isn't it yeah Burnley Brighton I actually really like Brighton in that match Burnley's got some nice pieces Dwight McNeil Ashley Westwood they uh I mean Nick Pope they have Nick Pope in goal with Nick Pope in goal they always stand a chance might be a 0-0, might be a 1-0 type game. It just feels like um, a very unpredictable game. Like, But it just <laughs> it just seems like it might be a little ugly for the people out there. Absolutely. DraftKings-wise, fantasy-wise, FanDuel-wise, absolutely love Pascal Gross for Brighton. He takes the set pieces. He's too cheap. He, looking at the prices, he's way too cheap. Yeah, well, and you got to think with, uh, like, Chelsea, Leicester – a lot of people are going to be playing guys from those teams. Uh, there could be low ownership in that game. Another game that I, we didn't touch on was Everton and Southampton, where Everton is a minus 110 home favorite, Southampton plus 310 on the road. Uh, and then there's also Watford in their return to the Premier League, plus 220 home favorites against Aston Villa who are plus 135 on the road. Interesting, the over-under of that game, two and a half. Juice to the under, minus 125. You kind of like the over in that game, don't you? Yeah, I absolutely love the over in that game. Uh, West Watford and Aston Villa, both high-scoring teams. Aston Villa, we talked about the three new additions that they have to their squad. They have Leon Bailey, they have... Emmanuel Buendia, who's actually questionable. He might not play, but uh, look out for the lineup. He's a great player. And the other players, Danny Eanes, another forward, another striker up there with Ollie Watkins. They're going to put up goals this year. I'm absolutely interested to see. I think El Ghazi will be on set pieces, last I saw in the friendlies. Um, Very interesting team. And Wofford. Watford, like Pete said, they're promoted again, recently promoted this year. They're going to look to prove themselves. They, they'll they be an interesting watch this year. They got some new pieces as well from other players that have played in the Premier League before. Joshua Keane, if I remember right, is one of the top guys they got. But uh, I'll be very interested on the over in that match, over 2.5. Uh, some interesting quick, just real quick notes on that. It looks like Bailey is, or no, Bailey will not play because of quarantine. It must be a COVID-related thing. And uh, Buendia is questionable with a hip injury, as well as your boy uh, Watkins. 
with a knee injury. So definitely take a look at lineups if you're, you know, thinking about betting that game or playing anyone in DFS. You're going to want to see exactly who's out there. Uh, then the very last game that we didn't really touch on is Sunday morning, Newcastle United at home against West Ham. Newcastle is plus 225 and West Ham is plus 120. Um, anything to add on those games? West Ham always seems like a very tough team to get a read on early in the season. You never really know how they're going to jump out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So West Ham, they had a great season last year. They were extremely impressive. I think they surprised quite a few people in the in the world, to be honest. But uh, they finished top six. They solidified a Europa League spot this year. I'll be interested to see if they carry over that momentum from the 2020-2021 year. They they looked great. They had some new additions. Antonio came back from injury. He he was scoring goals left and right, almost two a game for a for a nice stretch there. Um, Bowen's decent, solid player. Cresswell love Cresswell. He's he's been around for ages. Mark Noble in the middle. He's <laughs> he's life. He's was he 40 now 50 maybe 60 yeah. he's, he's been there for years you, but long you know, story short yeah well West, real quick sorry you know yeah. my brother dill who's your good friend of forever huge Definitely. west ham fan you know that he's going to be trying to blow some bubbles on on sunday morning rooting for a west <laughs> ham win he's huge mark noble fan uh, yeah, that makes one of us. <laughs> Not a big Mark Noble fan. He takes the penalty kicks every once in a while, and I cringe every time I see it. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope they they performed very well last year. I'll be very interested in that match, see if they carry over the momentum from last season. All right, so that just about wraps up, uh, you know, kind of reviewing every game. Um, with the exception to a couple, like I said, we're not going to touch on every single one. I think that's generally going to be our format each week. So keep listening, moving forward. Any other uh, significant names that we know as of right now that will not be playing at all this weekend? So I was looking a little bit further. Pedro Neto, we mentioned him a little bit for Wolves. He's going to be out for a while. think, uh, few months couple months to be honest so he's a big miss for wolves he's the main reason we don't well i personally am not high on wolves this season um recent injury just happened the other day hakeem ziak i probably butchered that completely he separated his shoulder they gave him an inhaler it was a very interesting couple seconds there I honestly thought we were having another Christian Erickson moment, but uh, it was, I was actually really scared when I saw it. But oh, happy we, definitely, to, we don't need something like that to ever happen again. That was no, just brutal, horrifying. That Thank God he's all right. Exactly, exactly. So with that said, I was very frightened that Hakeem Zayek, same thing happened to him. But, uh, I mean, somewhat of a positive note, it was a separated shoulder. Nothing too awful, nothing too serious, but he will be missing from Chelsea. That does leave the door open for Pulisic. He, he's going to try to make a name for himself again for Chelsea, get some more playing time. Uh, let's see here. Neto, Ziyech, 
Eze for Crystal Palace. I uh, noted that he he's a strong player. Him and Zaha, very impressive. Attacking options for Crystal Palace. Eze ruptured his attendant in practice last year. He, or this past summer, if I remember right. He's a young player. He's 23. He really made a name for himself last season. Very impressive on set pieces. Scored some nice upper 90 goals. He he's a great player. However, not going to be on the starting in the starting eleven for Crystal Palace this year. Um, at least to start the season, that is. He that ruptured Achilles tendon. All right, Jay Bone. Lots of great information that you're giving to the people. I uh, really love hearing you break down these games, and you know, just to try and find the best uh, you know possible angle that we can find in either a betting perspective or, or from a DFS side. But from a betting side, let me put you on the spot here. Give me your absolute best bet of the weekend. What is the one pick that you are definitely going to be making this weekend? Best bet, Leicester City, minus 145. We touched on it a little bit. They play Wolves, Wolverhampton. Leicester City's at home. Love the minus 145. I think they get at least one. Other bet, just quickly looking here. We touched on it a little bit. Over two and a half of Watford, Aston Villa. The attacking options are endless for both squads. Brand Brand new pieces to each team. I love the over. It's even money. Plus 100, even money, over 2.5, Watford, Aston Villa. Perfect. Well, that'll just about do it of episode two of the EPL show on BSN. We are giving you the information that you need to know to win some money this weekend. Justin, let the people know again where they can find all your information this weekend before the games. Yeah, definitely. So I'm on Twitter, of course, jbone22. The O's is zero. (laughs) Can't mess that up. (laughs) jbone22. Um, With that said, I tweet quite a bit of information sports-wise. Soccer, I'll throw out some lineups out there in regards to who's starting, available players, players that are going to be missing from the squad. But, yeah, definitely. Um, Feel free to follow me. Feel free to look out for my information. Pete, absolutely. We have the uh, the EPL podcast Twitter there. Um, with that said, lots of information to provide. Look out for our information, or just look listen to our podcast. We're we're really into this breaking down information, and uh, there's a lot of information we may have missed it. So feel free to comment. Feel free to mention something to us. Our DMs are always open. Shoot us a quick message. We love comments, questions, concerns. Like Pete said, this is a podcast for the people, by the people. So please feel free to shoot us a message anytime, all day, every day. Love it. All right. On that note, for J-Bone, I am Pete B. For all the work that producer Drew does on the back end, we thank you, everyone, for listening. And good luck in all of your action. Baby, it takes the